Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and in today's episode, it's gonna be part two of our interview with Brian Costello of the O23 Coaching System. If you have not yet listened to part one, I would highly recommend it. It is a continuation episode, and a lot of the concepts that we're talking about in this part two episode are building on what we talked about in part one. And in this episode, we discuss really the finer details of how to build out one of these programs as a coach, maybe as a gym owner that wants to build this out either with themselves or their teams and how to implement this into your gym and some additional frameworks of how you guys can think about attacking and working with clients on a deeper level. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode, this part two, and I will talk to you soon. What can they expect to be able to charge a client and, and make in return? You mentioned, you know, is there a sweet spot of like 10 weeks at $3,000 is what you're expecting or where, where does that fall for you? So that's a really good question. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the things we educate them on is first of all, we, we, everything that we use in our sales process, the way we structure our program, the way we record our modules, like all of that stuff, we, we give them. There's nothing behind the curtain. So it's like, hey, this is what we're using to grow our business. This is what you use to grow your business. Um, however, you know, we are business to business and anytime, you know, any business to business uh, transaction always comes back, always has the, you know, uh, return on investment built in. You know, there's always a monetary return. So the initial right. investment can be, can be higher. Um, so when you go to consumer and you're helping them solve these problems, although they're, they're you know, higher level problems, solving, you know, real um, real issues. And actually, let me explain that for a second. So what we teach, we teach them this, what we call high level outcomes or high level problems, which mm-hmm. means two, two very distinct things. One, we're helping clients solve problems that affect them every single day of their life. So things that, you know, whether that's waking up every morning, you know, can't get out of bed, need coffee just to smile, you know, like really affect who they are. And two, that trickle into other areas, other important areas in their life, other than just themselves. So their family, their friends, their career, you know, it really has an impact on those things. Um, so, so we are solving high level problems, which, you know, high level outcomes, which we also say now, you know, because of that, we value it highly and, and make high level incomes. Um, so, but it's never going to be the same as like a, an actual monetary return. So most coaches uh, to start, we, we, the, the general recommendation is usually a 10 week course that we kind of template out for them and, and guide them through at anywhere between like 1500 to 2000 to start um, with quick increases to like 2500 to 3000. Once they really kind of grease the groove, get some more recorded content. Um, we, we don't necessarily teach them to record everything right off the bat. You know, there's kind of a, um, a refining process before we have them really mm-hmm. like, finalize the content and things like that. However, we have people in the program selling at 4K, 5K um, online sometimes. Uh, mostly, most of those high tickets are online right now at least. But it's not overpriced. You know, when we're really helping people make these high-level changes, when people have a specific problem and, you know, they see that you help this type of person and solve that type of problem and are very clear on the solution that you provide and, more importantly, the result of that solution, like what their life is going to be like after this, People are willing, you know, if you're solving those real problems for them, they're, they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay. And um, that's why that, that, that clarity and that 
you know, hey, I have a plan. This is how it works is very valuable in that process. Yeah. Yeah. The clarity is so huge because I think there's there's many CrossFit gyms like your old gym and our, our gym that are so actually solving high value problems. Mm-hmm. But because there wasn't clarity come into it, the person may not actually notice that the problem was solved from mm-hmm. that thing, or they might not have valued you as the person that helped them solve it to mm-hmm. the full degree. Whereas when you sell a program like this and, and you've really clarified both the coach and the client coming into it, that this is what I want solved. Uh, it's a, just a different experience. And in addition to being able to charge more, you get a happier client at the end, assuming you are able to solve that issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're more, and they're just more bought in at that level. So they're going to adhere, they're going to comply. And then if you have what we call, you know, kind of these portions of the course where you transition to different phases and it's clear and you have what we call comparative analysis where we stop and actually show them, all right, when you started this, this, and this, and this was a problem. Now we're, you know, now this is not a problem. That's not a problem. You're feeling this, you're doing that. And like you have these along the way, it's super, super clear how much they're gaining, um, you know, how they feel and, and that you are the one that's, you know, really helping them yeah. to, to do that, which, which helps justify that value. Yeah. And, and clients, are they, can they start whenever with these things? Or you typically have sort of a cohort and a launch where they have to kind of get in this specific time. So there's, you know, a marketing um, timeline and a sales timeline to it. How do you typically have your coaches approach that? So we teach, uh, so we, you know, we let them, we, we encourage them to try different things because everybody's you know, community is going to be a little different and everyone's like situation, like I mentioned, is, is different. Um, however, we encourage open enrollment, meaning people can, if they show interest now, we take them through the sales process, which is usually one, you know, one to, one to three days, essentially, and basically start right away. Um, and uh, that allows to, you know, that allows someone to, while they're ready to buy, you, you know, you let them buy. Uh, so you're not telling them, oh, you have to wait, you know, until the next group kicks off at the end of the month or anything like that. And then you don't have to worry about trying to get a certain amount of people like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to do a group starting in you know, starting on the first, but I only have two people in it so far. And now I feel like I'm failing as opposed to being like, oh, I have two awesome clients ready to go that I should just be focusing on instead of trying to, yeah. to get everybody else in. So we teach them to, to do open enrollment, but, you know, limited capacity. When you're working at high ticket, it's, it's, it's better. Uh, it's easier to do this anyway. You can, you know, you can enroll two to three clients a month and be making really, really good money. And then yeah. actually, you know, they're only, they're only with you for say, like I said, 10, 10 weeks, you may only have at the most six, seven people at a time to really be focused on. And you, that way you can, you can show up for them at 110% every single step of the way. And when you get on those calls, you're locked in and you're not like, you know, when people do that kind of 200 bucks month to month, you know, you need 40 people or whatever to, to make a living. And you you have five, you have to be worried about the next 35 that you don't, you know, you have to be worrying about the next sale, right. the next sale, the next sale. And then even if you got halfway to that number, you're burnt. You know what I mean? Trying to keep, you know, 20 people happy and doing all those calls every week. You're not going to be able to really show up for them the way they need you to. And they're, you know, ultimately the client suffers, your business suffers and all, and you know, nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Now is this, is this also effective for, gym owners. So, you know, I'm, I would still consider myself a coach, but in terms of 
you know, my role, my bandwidth, you know, I have a team of, of almost 10 coaches that, um, you know, my, my duties are to them really more so than my own coaching business mm-hmm. that I want to create. So is it, is it only for coaches or can it be for a gym owner and maybe more of a team setting than rather than an individual? Yeah. So that's a really good question. And I think, it, I think other gym owners would have that question. And what's, what I actually, I, I think one of the most ideal clients that we would take on is actually a seasoned coach, potentially either head coach or owner of a gym, who's actually um, either looking or has already begun to kind of step off the front lines, or isn't coaching as many you know, group classes, has more responsibilities like running a business, managing a team, training, training their staff, et cetera, but still you know, wants to, to work with clients, but can now have this you know, kind of higher level like this is like of all the offers we have, if you want to work with Andrew, like everybody in the gym knows, if you want to work with Andrew, if you want to go through Andrew's program, I mean, it's, it's life changing. It's unbelievable. But you know, he only works with whatever, you know, a handful of people at a time or he only, you know, whatever enrolls one person a week. Um, but you know, like it's kind of like this can become this sort of like rite of passage in the community or like just, you know, just this high level offer that a seasoned coach with years of experience can put all of their stuff, all of their best work and, you know, outside of what we teach, you know, I'm sure there's just books you've read and other courses you've taken and other things where, you know, if you could package a lot of that into a format where someone's super bought in and really going through it can, you know, you can take someone through like a life changing process, but without taking up so much of your time, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you're within a gym where the marketing and the outreach isn't as big of a deal because you're already, you know, kind of have that people walking into your, your gym every day you don't have to spend quite as much time on that. So you can, you know, you can, you can handle um, six, eight, nine clients at a time and still uh, take care of your other duties, but you know, make, still make really good income. Yeah. So you mentioned this, this idea of high level outcomes, high level problems, Um, you know, getting out of pain is is one that jumps to mind of that's something that's going to affect you. You know, you roll out of bed, you're in pain. What, what are other main problems that, we can solve with clients that are fall into that high level outcome, high level problem category. Good question. The thing is, so, you know, we're going outside of the gym walls now, right? So it kind of like, yeah. it opens up this big can of worms. Like, well, where does like, you know, where do we draw the line? What exactly do we, we help with? I guess the best way to answer is first of all, underneath everything we teach is the concept of stress, of stress management, stress regulation. Mm-hmm. So at the baseline level of everything is going to be stress. And with this, world we live in right now fast paced fear based scarcity mind you know just like every it's hard to live a, a quote unquote normal life in this world and not not um tend to be sucked down into that that high stress uh and high stress mindset so that's always going to be at the base but the more tangible and so first of all so what I should add is teaching people to manage that teaching people to regulate it teaching people how to avoid it um, that right off the bat, like that could be absolutely paramount in life change. And, you know, as far as life changes are concerned, but then more tangible stuff is, um, one of the biggest ones is, is sleep, right? So sleep circadian rhythm. Um, uh, and really that, that, like I said, touches more categories than just actual sleep. It teaches, you know, our, just our energy levels in general, our sleep wake cycles. Um, and that's again, a huge, huge, 
uh, issue, but it's pretty, you know, it's, it's low hanging fruit again. It's something that some minor changes can really turn somebody around and going from basically ass backwards of like, can't get out of bed in the morning, hate, you know, hit the snooze five times, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, wired at night, you know, watching TV, whatever, can't fall asleep to reverse something like that. There's not really an aspect of someone's life that wouldn't be improved and wouldn't be affected by that. And just generally like feeling better. Like they just have more, they have energy when they're supposed to, they're tired when they're supposed to be sleeping. And like, so I, and I can speak from that personally, you know, that was when I kind of went on my holistic journey, that was one of the biggest, biggest things for me. I just assumed I had, I, I hated the more, you know, I was the worst morning person you've ever met for 30 years of my life thinking that was it, thinking I couldn't change that, thinking there was, that was just how I was and that was just what I was. And once I realized that could be changed and it actually wasn't that difficult, I mean, I'm literally a new person. I get hours, I, I see the sunrise almost every single morning as opposed to being like, I used to, you know, I would sleep till 10, 11 o'clock if I could every single day. And mm-hmm. so I'm literally- So what, getting, what flipped that switch for you? Focusing on it, obviously, and just like making an effort, but then- uh, really working on, on morning and night routines, morning routine. So, uh, a good night's sleep starts first thing in the morning is one of the first things we teach, like starting the site, you know, starting off on the right foot. Uh, you know, it's like a, a snack, like the first pull is important in a snatch, right? Like if you don't mm-hmm. nail the first pull, you're not, it's not going to go very well. So it's like getting started there and then really working on my down regulation routine and, uh, building into these little rituals into my, my day in life that I, thought would feel like sacrifice and, you know, discipline, but actually I, I, I just enjoy and love so much that, you know, the, the first hour of my day every day and the last hour of my night are my two favorite hours of the day because they're fully focused on myself. My, my phone is off or on airplane and I'm focused on myself and my family and my, you know, my well-being. And um, once I flipped, flipped that perspective, then it, it took the discipline out. It took the rigidity and restriction out and made me actually want to do it. And then it just, now it's just, it, it happens, it happens naturally, but you can't really just isolate it. You can't really just isolate sleep. You know, mm. the foods we eat, uh, the foods we eat affected the way we sleep affects the foods we eat, the cravings we have, um, the amount we eat, you know, late night snacking, things like that. And then obviously how, our movement, how much we're moving, um, our mindset, you know, are our mind racing all the time? Are we taking time to clear our thoughts and, and downregulate and get ourselves ready for bed and all that stuff um, that it all goes together. And that's why we don't, that's why we do a systematic fundamental reset as opposed to being like, Oh, what's going on? Your sleep's bothering you. Okay. Let's focus on that. Oh, what's mm-hmm. going on? You're not eating well. Let's just focus on that. We, we, we look at everything systematically. Gotcha. So how much of the O23 system are you teaching coaches the um, implementation of the actual knowledge versus the knowledge itself, right? How much are you teaching them sales, marketing, how to structure their own programs versus, hey, in these four areas, food, sleep, movement, and mindset, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to be able to teach. How, what's the balance there in that the – O23 system. So basically there's a progression to the whole thing, right? So we kind of look at it as two halves. You can't really teach like, I mean, you could, I could just teach them the, you know, the holistic lifestyle and the, you know, foundational four and then say, all right, good luck. You know, go bring this back to your members and you know, good luck. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. 
but you know that obviously they're not going to get the clients they need and, and, and be able to deliver the message and everything like that. But just focusing on business, you know, a lot of things that just focus on business without laying that, having that, you know, that falls short as well. So we have three phases to the program essentially. And at first we're, they're living, you know, a coach that comes through, they're going to live the system themselves first. They're going to live it, their, their own experience and learn how to then, you know, guide someone else through the same basically fundamental reset. And it's, it's a balance between, hey, I'm actually teaching you. It's almost like I'm, they've hired me to help them just with that. And then when we get on our calls and everything, we flip on, we put on the coaching hats and talk about, okay, now let's talk about what your clients are going to need, what the questions they're going to have, the problems they're going to be facing, et cetera. Then we teach them how to build it into a, a pro, an actual program, um, you know, kind of how to you know, record all the content and things like that. And then we go into the, you know, now that you have the program, this is how you market, message, sell it, and everything like that. So um, did, did that answer the question? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Cool. So that they get to kind of experience it from the client side to start uh, yes. as they're learning about it. And then they can focus on how to deliver that to others. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and I like that you say get to, cause it, I do look at it that way. They get to, cause it's a, it's a life changing experience. And for some coaches, it may not be that radical of changes, but we are going to tighten some screws and focus on experimenting and trying some new things that they may have kind of written off as not important or, or, you know, doesn't affect us or whatever. Um, so, and I could, you know, we could say like, you have to do it yourself first, but mm -hmm. I like to, you know, I really like to think, I, I truly believe that you get to, and it's enjoyable and everybody in the program seems to agree. So, um, and I just, like I mentioned earlier, you just can't, you can't go take a weekend course or learn some things in a book and then come back and, and teach it if you're not going to embrace it and embody it. Yeah. And I love that you said that for this type of coaching, you need to be living it, right? You don't need to be perfect, but you need to be striving in these areas mm -hmm. all the time. It's not just like, okay, I, at one point in my life, I snatched 225 and I was really into it. Now I don't snatch at all. I could still coach that really well. Yeah. Uh, but it's different for this. This is a practice. As you said, it's a lifelong practice. And you need to be living it if you're going to be effective with your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you said it's lifelong and, and like, you know, the, what, the way we teach is like we're, we're helping them kickstart this journey, like really highly immersive because it's essentially mastery, right? It's, it's self mastery in an, ex, in an extent and that journey never ends. And I, you know, we teach our coaches to be very transparent about their own strengths and struggles and what they're working on and how they're working on it as uh as a big part of the the coaching experience because clients you know they want to hear that they don't want to learn from someone who just like you know pretends they have it all figured out they want to learn something from someone who's on the journey fighting the same battles facing the same lifestyle obstacles we are has struggles but or had struggles has overcome certain things has their successes and um that's what you know that's what people relate to and and want, that's who they want to learn from and then does, does this become something where the fitness component is not really even a part of it anymore because it's the other 23 hours or is that still a big part of it? That, so it's still a big part of it. And so if, if I know I keep saying I'm fast, but food, sleep, movement, and mindset. So movement is still a very big part of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a couple, first of all, though, we, we, when we talk about movement, we actually, our, our main priority, primary focus is is creating a, um, a lifestyle based around 
you know, natural movement or everyday movement. So like creating an active lifestyle. And one of the first things we teach is that uh, a steady gym routine, even though you know, a steady, consistent gym routine is not the same thing as an active lifestyle. It can be very different. And there's a lot of our clients, you know, they kind of put all of their eggs in one basket of like, well, I go to the gym and I bust my ass. And, you know, aside from that, the most, you know, they walk to their car or walk to their desk and that's about mm-hmm. it. And the, the more of a polarity there is there where minimal movement outside of the gym and then like all out balls to the wall, you know, high intensity in the gym, that polarity is actually can be a big problem. And that's where yeah, it's actually more detrimental than it is beneficial. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we teach them how to just like establish, you know, build in movement into their morning routines, kind of, you know, treat movement, like, like movement snacks, we call them where like, there's like these little, little bits and pieces throughout the day. And basically what we, we want to educate the client on is that the gym, it should, you should almost be looking at the gym, like, like extra, right? Like, you know, in some ways, um, if you were to miss the gym, you, it's, it's not a huge, it's not a, as big of a deal. The gym is a place to have fun, let loose, be with friends, you know, focus on s- s- um, specific performance goals that we want to teach and stuff, but like not, we're not relying on the gym alone to keep our body in motion and keep us physically healthy. I love that. I, lo- I love the idea of the movement snacks. Yeah, uh, I wrote that one down. I'll, I'll say that that's that term. I is not mine. I forget. I want to say the Foot Collective. Have you ever heard of the Foot Collective? No, I haven't. Uh, they're like a barefoot. They're, they have they've branched out beyond that. They're a really good resource on Instagram. But I, I believe I saw I, I swiped that from them. I really like the idea. Of it. Yeah, cool. Um, what are what are the biggest pitfalls that coaches make when attempting to do this type of coaching, or what were the big ones that you made? starting out if any that come to mind yeah i think the first thing is like we kind of mentioned of just kind of um trying to just like blast information without Mm. you know the same tools we use in the gym like in the gym we use structure sequence assessments accountability you know there's like you have a program like you know you run a program and i think we we basically for some reason think that these other concepts we can just like tell people and they're going to go and make change. And, um, there's a, there's a term for that, which, so there's a, I read an awesome book recently called tiny habits. If anyone's looking yeah. to like fundamentally reset f- fantastic book, but he mentions in the book, something called the information action fallacy, meaning like we think like, Oh, if people only knew or if people would just, you know, if people only knew they could, you know, they would, uh, they would benefit so much. Like they would make, they would just change, right? If they just knew that, you know, these things are important or whatever. So like, so, so, so I see a lot of like Instagram posts and stuff that are like, Oh, the benefits of sleep. Like here are the benefits of sleep, like better recovery, Mm -hmm. better energy. And like, great. But how do they do it? You know, what's step one, what should they do first? How do they, how do they, you know, take steps to get better sleep? How do they assess if they're sleeping better? How do they make adjustments if they're, if they're not sleeping better. So we have like these tips and tricks and stuff that we kind of share, but we don't have the, the structure uh, and the sequence that is really vital to, to getting someone to actually make change. Right. Yeah. You know, you and when you're working, sorry, no, you can finish your point. I, I was, was going to say like an easy, stupid, like extreme example, but easy is like, 
you can tell people who smoke cigarettes, you can tell them all day long how bad it is for them, right? But it obviously yeah. doesn't really make them make the change. You know, they, they need help actually, you know, with the X's and O's and the step-by-step to, to execute. Yeah, definitely. How do you make sure that if you are working with clients remotely, that they don't just like fall off the face of the earth? Like, how do you keep, is there a certain amount of cadence of communication that you recommend? And like, how do you, or is there apps that you have tools that you have to use to be able to deliver this stuff? How do you recommend that? So you don't just lose a client that, you know, they're paying a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. still life can get in the way. And then, you know, COVID shows up and then they say, well, can I delay this for a future time? How do you keep that accountability in place? That's a good question. COVID, COVID is a great example because, like, you know, we went through it as well. Like, we had a bunch of coaches that were, like, you know, two weeks into the program and all of a sudden they're like, my gym's closed. And, like, so, um, the, you know, the key is just, you know, very clear and open communication that you are it, – it's known from the – the expectations from the beginning are very clear that you, you will be and, I mean, they can communicate with you basically, basically as much as they need, you know, within a reason. And you will ex- expect them to be communicating with you frequently. And that's why, you know, to have a higher level program with smaller amount of clientele is essential. And, you know, they're going to also, you know, very clear that, okay, every week, you know, every Friday at three o'clock, we have a call. And every Monday, you know, we have a, uh, every Monday we have a 15 minute, whatever, like weekly, like kickoff call. And every Friday we have a, a check-in call. So, a lot of times I teach you to have an education call and an execution call, whatever it is. Like it's very clear that this is the time and place we're going to meet. Here are the expectations. And then as they're going through, they know exactly where they are. Okay. We're in week three. That means, you know, we're focusing on, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's going to bring us into week four, which is going to wrap up phase one, which is then going to bring us to phase two, which focuses on it. So that's super, super clarity, super clear communication. Um, just, you know, like I said, there it's, it's an immersive course. You're, you're really helping them fundamentally reset. Um, and then, you know, with something as kind of wild and crazy as COVID, now you just, you know, as a professional, as a coach, you have to just, you know, kind of look at what's going on and, and handle it um, somewhat case by case. And I, I normally teach that nothing happens case by case in your program. Like everything has a, a system. But, you know, we had to go case by case for COVID. Some guys were like, hey, listen, I'm just going to put the program on hold for a few weeks until, like, you know, I, I have an idea what's going on. Um, some people wanted to, like, ramp, move faster. And they're like, hey, can I move faster? Because now I, you know, I, I want to, like, get this, like, my program finished. And so it was, you know, in that point, you, you case by case. And, um, but normally speaking, it should just the, the clarity on the expectations of what you expect from them and what they can expect from you should, should be um, – should prevent any, any issues there. Cool. Um, do you work with teams? Do you work with an entire gym unit or is it mostly just one-on-one with a coach? So we haven't yet. I would absolutely love to, I think it would be, and I think it would be phenomenal, a phenomenal level up for the, uh, for a business to have a team that can offer these things because each team is going to share a baseline knowledge, but then also have their own program that includes that knowledge, but has their own sort of individual touch, right? Individual, um, uh, you know, 
flair and feel, right? So we have, you know, so some, some, and then we, they can take that to kind of solve slightly different problems. You know, maybe there's a coach that is going to focus more on the, on the, on the athletes, you know, that want to use this to really up their game to the next level. Maybe there's a female coach that wants to work more with, you know, women who, you know, want the, the aesthetic uh, payoffs or whatever, not to you know, be so stereotypical, but you, you get what I'm saying. You know, still the same type of program that's slightly tweaked to meet those needs. And to have a team like that where that's available and it's, it's known within the community that these programs are like lights out and top notch. Um, but you kind of can, you know, you, you know, work with the coach that you relate to the most or, you know, that fits your needs the most, I think would be tremendous, tremendous benefit. And it gives the coach a good chance to build their own uh, revenue stream and book of business, depending on how it would be set up, but you know, something where they can go out and enroll and, you know, show, help people break, break down barriers and, and, and break those plateaus and, and, get the outcomes that they really deserve for being there every single day working their ass off. Yeah. What's the best way for coaches or gym owners to find out more about this or connect with you? Um, so I think the best thing is to follow us on Instagram. So it's O two three underscore coaching underscore system. So O two three coaching system. Um, I'm also, I share a lot of, uh, I, not as much anymore, but I share a good amount on my personal page as well, which is B Costello. And four, there's four underscores. So there's a bunch of underscores. Um, that would be a great place to start. And then our website is, is 023coach.com. And, I, and uh, it's very simple. It's just really two pages, but it, it kind of breaks down the process of our program and, and how it works. And then, um, and then I'd love to jump on a call. So like the, the word clarity has come up so much on this, on this conversation today. And anyone that's listening, um, reach out to me on, on either of those platforms and uh, I do these free clarity calls and they're, you know, they're, there's you know, no, uh, no tricks up my sleeve. It's nothing for sale at the end, but I, we help coaches kind of evaluate where they are right now in this whole like evolution of their career, where they would, you know, where they want it to be and where they would like to see it in six months to a year. And then, you know, what's it, what exactly is standing in the way? And um, we help them determine that. And they leave those calls like feeling, wow, this was like really helpful, like 15, 20 minutes. And sometimes if, if I think that we can help them fill that gap and get them there, then I'll invite them to come on another call and talk more, but otherwise they can take that information and, and just go, you know, do what they want with it and you know, come back when they're ready or whatever. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, well, I love, so I should uh, say, uh, if, so if anyone wants to do that, reach out to either of those platforms, mention this show and I'll make sure that you have that call with me personally. So uh, I can help them out. And if I could just end with one little note, you know, us as fitness coaches, we're on the front lines in the world of, of health, really, you know, we have um, more influence over our clients than their, than their doctors do. You know, we see them every day. We know about them. We know what they need. And, and we want to fundamentally and radically like transform the way health is, is discussed in this world, the way it's, you know, like we want to teach it to our coaches to teach their clients the way and, and their clients teach their kids all in kind of the same language and really make, make a change in the fitness industry. Um, you know, we're the ones that can do it. We're more powerful than we realize. And especially during a time like this, it should be a wake up to realize that, um, you know, we have the ability to make profound impact on whether it's just one individual person or a handful, but that can, you know, ripple into so many different areas of people's lives and become a, a, a you know, we, we can make some real change more than they're doing in, in the healthcare world, really, you know? So yeah, 
uh, don't underestimate yourself as a coach. Any of us, we need to remember that. Yeah, I agree. The impact's more likely to come from us than it is to come from a traditional healthcare or right. medical field. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the truth is we're the most influential health figures in their life more, more than likely. So we should, uh, you know, use that, you know, responsibly and, and make the most of it. Awesome. Well, thanks for making the time today, Brian. It was great talking to you. Yeah, man. This has been awesome. Lots of fun. Thanks for having me.